This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. We create and broadcast these episodes live on native lands. We acknowledge these are unceded lands, with diverse communities maintaining connections to these places, and recognize their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. Learn more by visiting the Native American Rights Fund website at narf.org. So what's up, man? Coolin', man. Chillin', chillin'. Yo, you know I had to call. You know why, right? Why? Because, yo, I never, ever called and asked you to play something, right? Yeah. You know what I want to hear, right? What you want to hear? The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers, in cooperation with the Dead Gamers Society, present Diary of a Madman. A Hunter the Vigil Chronicle, with David Larkins as the storyteller. Uh, welcome everybody to session zero of our brand new Hunter the Vigil Chronicle, um, tentatively titled Diary of a Madman, for reasons that will become obvious in session one. Uh, but before we get to that, we have to make characters and I'll also just mention that this is like a crossover event between the esoteric order of role players and the dead gamers society. Um, so we can go around and everyone can just introduce yourselves. Andrew, you've been on the esoteric order before, but everyone else is new to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, Andrew, I guess you could kick it off. Hi everyone, Andrew. I am uh, the treasurer for Dead Gamer Society, as well as a resident of Santa Fe, who has had the pleasure of getting to know David and Des. And there's our dog Edie in the background. All right, so and Edie, sorry, Edie. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since she's shown up on a recording. Actually, that's funny. All right, uh, Patrick. Oh, hi everyone. My name is Patrick Regan. I am the Los Vice President of the Los of Los Angeles Dead Gamer Society, which means I'm in charge of the Los Angeles chapter. Not that there's a president of the Los Angeles chapter above me. It's actually kind of confusing now that I think about it out loud. But that's neither here nor there. I'm excited to kill some monsters. That's right. <laughs> and uh Alu? Aliu. Uh, Aliu. Um my name is Aliu. Uh, Aliu Brown, I am the webmaster of the DGS, the Gamers Society, and um, looking forward to befriending some monsters. No, I'm kidding. Aww. <laughs> hey, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen, hey, you know. <laughs> cool. And Nico. Hi, I'm Nico. I am a former and long-standing member of the Dead Gamer Society, now out on the East Coast, so... I pop back up where I can and uh, support from afar now. Awesome. Well, we are truly a, a continental venture here then. We're coast to coast. Um, excellent. So, yeah. So I guess we'll just get into it and, um, you know, I'll just repeat some things for the benefit of the recording that y'all have already heard me rattle on about. But um, this is technically a hunter the vigil uh chronicle but we're actually going to start y'all off with uh mortal characters using the core rule book from chronicles of darkness and slightly modified because you're all going to be playing teenagers so um 
it's mostly going to be the way uh, character creation is presented in the rulebook, but with slightly tweaked uh, skill numbers and also a different set of merits that are pulled from World of Darkness Innocence uh, because I was just sort of comparing the two lists and I just thought Innocence had some fun options that were a little more thematic, you know, while still retaining most of the, um, you know, important like core merits, right? You know, that are from the rule book. Um, so we'll get into that in a second, but first of all, why are we doing mortals, not hunters? So this chronicle is taking place in a continuity that was developed over several other chronicles that have sort of hopped around between like 20th anniversary vampire and hunter the vigil and possibly one or two others that i'm forgetting in the moment <laughs> but um mostly between me and my wife desiree um who is going to be sort of a shadow storyteller for this chronicle um, you know she's going to be uh helping me come up with the most devious and um you know mind-blowing twists possible <laughs> no promises but we'll try our best and um so this this continuity we sort of developed started with a vampire chronicle and so we we just call the series nightlife um and so we have this kind of you know as as you often do we have we you know develop this whole kind of universe with recurring characters and you know background we've done chronicles you know going back to like the 30s and the 60s the the thing that is um sort of a uh, constant throughout is that they're set with los angeles as the sort of anchor point so even if the chronicle kind of you know moves away from la for a little bit it's going to come back around so la is kind of the central hub uh setting for these chronicles and so this is a little spinoff chronicle I've been wanting to run for a while now that um, spins off of a, the Hunter the Vigil chronicle I've run, you know, before. Um, and your characters are sort of like, how to put it? They're, they're, they're almost like sort of um, going to be pulled in to the events of these other chronicles. And so one of the reasons I wanted to bring you all in uh, sort of like newcomers to the podcast, newcomers to the series is I just thought it would be fun to have a bunch of players who like have no experience with <laughs> any of these other chronicles, right? Because that's going to reflect your characters. Your characters don't don't know any of this stuff either, right? So that's kind of the basic idea. The reason you're teenagers is because all of you somehow were connected to the uh, younger brother of the player character from the the previous hunter chronicle and the reason for that will become clear obviously but uh that's going to be kind of the hook right so you knew this guy uh ken patterson and um you'd heard some rumors about what was going on with him and his family and you know he's gone now his family pulled up stakes moved away and some of that past is going to come back around here as the chronicle kicks off. So, um, yeah, I think we I did talk a little bit about themes and uh, safety tools. 
but just to reiterate, um, you know, this is going to uh, involve, you know, certain, you know, possibly uh, activating topics like childhood trauma, abuse, ambiguous loss, power imbalances, systemic oppression, and to a lesser extent, the racial and ethnic divides of Los Angeles, uh, just because it's that's part of a chronicle set in LA. You got to you got to kind of address that in some way, um, or else you're not really being true to the setting, in my opinion. And then, of course, it's a hunter chronicle, so there will almost certainly be some violence <laughs> involved at some point. And um, those were the those were the sort of yeah activating topics. Um, but yeah, theme is going to look at mostly centering around, um, yeah, that kind of loss, both of like loss of innocence, loss of friendships, uh, you know, and that transition period from childhood into adulthood, obviously, as you're playing teenagers. So, uh, with that being said, um, you know, all my games feature the X card and also lines and veils. And uh, if there are any other safety tools or anything people like to use in their games, I'm certainly open to that as well. Um, for the X card, you can do that any number of different ways. You can, uh, you know, send me a, a message on Roll20 or on Discord just saying, you know, just send an X, you know, that's cool. Um, or I think there's actually like a script on Roll20 I could install. That's pretty cool. You can like hit a button and it activates an X card. But anyway, I'll have that set up by session one, you know, whatever. And for lines and veils, um, again, you can private message me. We can discuss it now. My like personal line that I always apply in my games is, um, you know, no animal violence. It's, you know not something I want to really dwell on. So if anyone takes the pet merit, don't worry about it. You know, I'm not going to kill your pet. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's my personal line veils. You know, I mean, I, I tend to veil out. I'm not, not against, uh, you know, romantic subplots or anything like that, you know, tend to veil out anything that gets beyond uh, holding hands, <laughs> you know, just to uh, move the story along, you know, but um yeah other than that i think i'm usually pretty you know pretty much anything goes uh other than you know anything the players have to say so that's me um so again if anyone has any lines and veils just feel free to you know send them my way and other than that i think we're ready to get into character creation unless of course there are any questions uh, I don't have a question. I just, uh, uh, something I observed, um, uh, in your, in your, uh, the, the little packet you sent us, you, you call you, you referenced, uh, Pasadena being close to downtown Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. You, you, it's not, <laughs> you, 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 you should be aware that distance in Los Angeles is a total lie and it is completely <laughs> meaningless. <laughs> In okay. all things. True. Now I did say 11 miles as the crow flies. I didn't say, I didn't say, um, you know, time, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that, that's just sort of personal background for me is that I did live in LA for 15 years from when I was 13 to when I was 28 and then Desiree's from Los Angeles. She's an LA native. So that was one of the reasons we chose LA as our, 
you know, setting was it was right. almost kind of a nostalgic thing for us. And uh <laughs> but yeah, no, I I uh I hear you. <laughs> unless you're unless you're taking the two off the two ten, then you can get there pretty quickly. Oh now we've gotten to real true Los Angeles style conversation. That's right. <laughs> Anything else? I'm uh no, I don't think so. I think I feel a pretty equipped. The packet um helped orient me. So um as far as um the character creation process, um mm-hmm. Do do we make just make our sheets first and then talk about them and fi- and figure out where we fit in? Do we keep it? Uh, are are our background supposed to be interwoven or just a uh, different tangential links to to uh, what was the name? Oh, to Ken. Ken. To Ken. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ken. Um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty open. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do it as a group, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of go step by step and that can, you know, of course, obviously step one is concept. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of like open the floor to that. Uh, people can, you know, y- y'all can talk about it and throw ideas back and forth. You don't have to know each other. And like I said, in the packet, um, you can be, um, from the same sort of class as Ken. So you'd all be about 16 or 17, if that were the case, or you can just be someone who knew Ken somehow. And, uh, that means, you know, the only, the only restriction is you're in, you're in high school, you all go to the same school, you know, that's it. So you could be a freshman, you could be a senior, anything in between. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much open, open to everyone gotcha. uh, to decide that. Okay. Okay. All right. Nearly done. <laughs> All righty. So, um, yeah, let's make some characters here. So, uh, like I said, step one is uh, your concept. And um, I think I mentioned off mic, there are a couple things. So even though you're not making, technically you're not making hunters yet, we're going to sort of grow into being hunters through the Chronicle. Um, and, and Hunter the Vigil actually mentions that that's an option, you know, um, and gives some guidelines on how to do that. But when we are kind of getting into it here, um, I will mention a couple of things that are out of the Hunter the Vigil character creation section, you know, that are that have bearing right now. So like um, when we get to your anchors, for example, there's going to be a third anchor aside from your virtue and your vice but hmm. um anyway let's talk concepts i'm really curious to hear what everyone's thinking about uh, so by all means talk over each other it's all good <laughs> no but uh, yeah anyone uh, who wants to just uh, throw their ideas out go for it uh, my idea at current is an athlete of some kind um mm-hmm. uh maybe baseball uh, since I know a little bit about the Dodgers at the time, uh, mm-hmm. through my, my father-in-law's obsession with them. Um, I think, um, I have in mind maybe someone who is pretty talented, but has a penchant for choking under pressure, um, maybe has come off a recent kind of, 
um, uh, failure, you know, a choke at the last minute in a game or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. And so is kind of, I don't know what time of year it is. I don't remember if that was mentioned. I don't know if it's like early in. We're, uh, we're getting to the end of October here. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, so um, sort of an intermixing of uh, being um, celebrated and uh, embarrassed, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's my initial angle. I think for me, so I, 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 the last two characters I've played in various settings, uh, settings were, uh, the one was physically focused, one was socially focused. So I think for me, I would actually be kind of interested in playing someone who's a little more intellectual and mentally focused. Um, it's kind of been a minute since I, I played the, kind of a brainy character. So I think it'd be, you know, fun to stretch that particular, uh, muscle a little bit. Um, I'm trying, I, I had initially toyed with playing a hacker because I, a computer focused character, because, uh, I, I sometimes feel like that's an underutilized skill set. And then I, I had forgotten that we were set in the early nineties. So I'm going to have to try to really hard to remember what, 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 what that counted for in the early nineties. Um, if, yeah. if you want, um, cause I was, I was torn between a social and a mental character. I built, I built the sheet this afternoon kind of as a test run to get back into the system as a mental focused, actually amusingly also a mental focused computer-based character, but that's because I am learning computer stuff right now. If you want, Patrick, I can give you- I'd rather make quick, it myself. Well, no, no, oh. I was gonna say I could give you a quick rundown on what computer, co what coding would have looked like in the 90s. Less about specific coding and more like what the applications and from a role-playing game perspective would exist in the 90s. Um, versus what wouldn't exist for a modern day game. Like I, I don't necessarily need to know the exact how the coding works. I just need to know that like what is the use of the computer skill in the '90s versus what is the use of the computers. Or actually, this may be a better question for David. Are we working with real life computer hacking, or are we working for, or like are we working with nonsense? You know, uh, crash yeah. over override and acid burn. Uh, yeah, nonsense. right. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just watched Sliver uh, last week, and that had that had some excellent '90s computer movie bullshit in it, where it was like he the the main character who's a computer programmer was like hacking into Sharon Stone's work computer somehow in ways that are not defined in any way, just to to I am her essentially. You know, mm -hmm. it was hilarious. Um, there's definitely some flexibility there. Mm -hmm. We don't need it to be like a hundred percent like verisimilitude. You know. Uh, but, you know, I mean, this is kind of, you know, early 90s is arguably maybe the golden age of hacking, right? You got the BBSs and the early Internet and, and these these kind of early social spaces, you know, you know, Usenet, all that kind of stuff. And it's all code. It's all MS-DOS and, and um, you know, peer to peer networking and all that kind of thing. So um, there's some there's some room there to have fun. And, yeah, I, I have no problem with like getting a little rubbery with the technology. That's fine. I, I do have a completely unrelated follow-up question that was brought up by something you just said. Uh, are we allowed to swear on this? Uh, because I've been trying to hold off on that until I was certain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is a filthy podcast. No, um, we, we do have an adult content uh, okay. label on this, so it's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Absolutely. 
<laughs> and Patrick, did you have an idea of your relationship with Ken? No, I mean, I didn't get a chance to, I, I, I didn't have, get a chance to see the, the packet until this afternoon. If I'm being completely honest, um, I had a pretty busy day at work. Uh, so I, I hadn't, I, I kind of had to just read it and then hope I'd, I'd start to figure things out at the table. Yeah. The packet's for, kind of for this and it's also for session one. So you'll have a little bit of time after this one, after the session. Um, but yeah, uh, just to, to kind of sum it up, you know, Ken uh, Patterson in when he was 13, uh, so four years ago, 1994 currently, um, was involved in some kind of situation where he like was kidnapped or something happened. It's very unclear. There's a lot of rumors. Uh, you know, there's rumors that like his dad or his older sister somehow exacted some sort of bloody revenge uh against his tormentor his abuser um and you know and then yeah they moved away not too long after that and their house uh has is still on the market like two years later and um has just come to be known locally as the crypt house and uh yeah that's kind of the the bird's eye view of it really so as far as ken i mean he um played soccer, you know, he was just pretty typical 13 year old, you know, uh, so might've been friends with him, might've just known him, might've just heard about him, you know, maybe you didn't even go to the same middle school. Maybe you just heard about the rumors since you, you know, started high school. I think, sorry, just to be, just to be clear, uh, when he was kidnapped, he didn't survive, right? Like, or he's banished. He's not he, around anymore. He did survive, but he's he's kind of um, it, it it drastically affected his his personality, so that um, yeah he became sort of you know withdrawn. He started acting out and um, just you know kind of became a problem child, quote unquote. You know after that, and then did he kind of vanish? It sounds like or or move he moved away and we haven't been able to contact him something like he that. moved away and haven't been able to contact him and um and then yeah even before he moved away yeah he would vanish for for periods of time and not really have any explanation for why hmm. i mean i, I kind of like the idea of uh, you know because we're, we're we're kind of also approaching that peak conspiracy theory period um you know where the x-files is just around the corner right mm -hmm. um as part of the cultural consciousness there's maybe something to the idea of my character because he was on he would have been on all those proto bbs's like part of like he, he essentially just joined the conspiracy theories because he was in thought they were interesting and then sort of come up with sort of vague outlandish conspiracy theories about uh what was going on with kin and i want this to be very important every single conspiracy theory he has until he learns the truth is hilariously wrong like, <laughs> I, I, if i did this i would only come up with things i'm quite confident are not true yeah yeah like something out of like the illuminati card game you know just Ex like... exactly <laughs> like I, would be, I would be intentionally going for the most outlandish not true once possible um for example uh the first one is that the elvira knockoff is clearly a lizard person from the hollow earth yes <laughs> right right <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm all for that so you said ken played 
foot soccer. Yes, correct. American Easy. football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Okay, that's an easy pivot. Then I hey, we could have played, you know, on the same team. Uh, I think that's totally. easy end for me. Absolutely. So let's go. Awesome. Right. Well, if it sounds like every, I had kind of come up with two character concepts. And uh, Nico, are you are you going to stick with your um, mental uh, character concept i'm torn i can go a couple ways what what were your concepts because i can work around that because the okay my core concept is too smart for his own good but that doesn't necessarily mean physically like literally smart it could be that he's a smart ass so like i can go either way on that yeah I, yeah, so I, one of my character concepts, the one I'm leaning toward right now, um, is, uh, I've named her Stephanie, uh, Garcia for now. And the concept, I like the idea of this being sort of the advent of a lot of mainstreaming of new age. Um, and so I was toying with this idea that she would sort of be like a, a bookworm slash new agey person, got a tarot reading not long after everything went down with Ken and really was looking for something to cling to, um, to find kind of some sort of meaning in this weird universe. So I was kind of, my initial concept was basically a poet slash closet witch. Um, and um, I actually thought the relationship with Ken is that uh, they were kind of crushes on each other. And then after this happened, he just was a radically different person. And so she is still kind of clinging to that lost junior high school romance where she really mm -hmm. wants, you know, she, her, her interest in finding answers is very personal because that was sort of her first big heartbreak. Love it. And I, I actually imagine my guy is relatively social as well. He's very um, teamwork oriented. Um, um, you know, maybe a little over serious about um, people. He's, he, you know, he treats people he played with or have been on the team sort of like people he served together with, you know what I mean? Like he's, um, uh, very loyal uh, to a fault. And I think um, I could see him being very invested in, in Ken for some time. Um, yeah. And I, I think Absolutely. I saw a teamwork merit I really wanted to, to take. So um, team player, I think it was called. Oh, yeah, I think that's, that's like part of being that age, right? You take, you will never take anything as seriously as you do when you're 16 and 17. Nothing yeah, matters. Living is as important. As, as what you believe in when you're that age. So like, I think that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I think that um, my got my character whose name I have yet, I, I haven't decided yet, but um, it's not that he, I think he's looking for something to believe in. I, I think he, 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 he's sort of got that, like, I don't know what I believe in. I don't know what I stand for. I'm just, sort of tr he's trying on different hats. Um, and like, he, he, he knows he's, he, he, I think he was raised in like kind of a maybe sort of like one of a kind of like an aggressively atheist household where it's it's almost kind of an, an inverted dynamic of sort of the traditional like oh no no you oh you're talking to a kid who believes this oh no no, no we don't do that like and he yeah. he just found himself kind of drifting um you know parents may have meant well but like they're ultimately just like we want to make sure you grow up like we we believe you too and we're going to tighten the grip to make sure so I think he's just sort of drifting around for something to believe in. And like the conspiracy theories, maybe the flavor of the month. 
Um, and he's he's mm. kind of gone through a couple of different things, all very under the radar. Um, and th- that actually, I think, if I may, Andrew, I think that's why he knows your character, because he briefly flirted uh, with with whatever form of uh, which, you know, witchiness or, or paganism she she practices. We, we, we did a Necronomicon ritual from the Necronomicon we bought at Walden Books. Up on the oh. about Pasadena. Oh, flashing back hard. <laughs> I'm flashing back hard. This is not at all based on my life, I promise. No, I, no, I, certainly I, not. I've certainly never done, I never did anything like that from the New Orleans Barnes and Noble. Yes, I lived in New Orleans and I couldn't hear you, Bucker, to go to an actual a cold bookstore. I went to the Barnes and Noble on Veterans. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, I'm I'm going into every bookstore and feeling disappointed every single time because they don't have an occult section with like, you know, bats and, you know, sconces and stuff, right? <laughs> like every used bookstore I'm going into, I'm like, come on. I've been lied to by the movies. All right. I love it. So these are all great. So, uh, so Nico, you're, are you thinking of doing the computer computer person or, or what? No, if we've got, if we've got kind of the new agey and the computer, you kind of figured out, we don't really have a social, Mm. like social heavy character. Mm. I think I'm going to swap to that. One of the things I was curious is how much are we leaning into potentially supernatural because one of the things i was looking at was taking unseen sense because i think it's fascinating as a merit and i think it could be a lot of fun but if you don't want to lean into that i can always swap to something else yeah i don't i don't mind that you know some low-key low-key supernatural stuff is fine yeah sweet okay because that was going to kind of play into some of his attitude with like definitely a bit of of a jovial kind of jokester kind of class clowny in a lot of ways. And some of that is definitely hiding some of that, like, uh, something's weird and I don't like it. Um, overall, I want to, I know that I want to lean a a little bit into, um, I have a name. He's, he's Ari Gregorian, um, playing into my own cultural heritage and having him be an Armenian, like definitely doesn't live in little Armenia because that is too far away to be part of Pastina high, but Definitely uh, goes to church there or and knows a lot of the people there and is entrenched in it via his family. Um, and so there's definitely some push and pull with maybe not going that high mental route and having this like, well, my family wants me to like be a good doctor like they were or go into law or go into something traditional. And I just want to make friends and like chill and be a kid. So, Love that. Um, yeah, so kind of leaning into that a little bit. The uh, high school I went to was probably one third Armenian because we were right next to Glendale. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. So, we've got some concepts. And of course, part of the concepts are your aspirations. Uh, you know, the books suggest two short term and one long term. Hunter suggests making one of those tie in now you're not technically hunters yet but to maybe tie in one of your aspirations to a hunter type thing like for instance it could be you know 
figure out what's going on. You know, I mean, I think conspiracy theory thing is already halfway there, right? You know, like figure out what's really going on or, you know, this unseen sense thing, you know, like uh, prove that there are ghosts, you know, things like that, right? And so in other words, like maybe one of the aspirations is like sort of supernaturally uh, oriented, perhaps, or at least something around monsters, evil people in the world, you know, anything like that. Um, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I want to have, uh, a, yeah, I mean, a conspiracy theory, uh, based aspiration, I think seems strong. Um, does it have to be necessarily exactly the specific thing in front of us? Or do you mind if I just create a conspiracy that he thinks is real out of whole, cl- out, of, out of thin air? Oh, of um, course. That's yeah, making that's it part fine. of me. Um, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, so it's going to be figure out the truth of. I'm gonna and I'm going to try and figure out what 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 weirdo thing I I want to uh, probably probably one of the old hotels or uh, bridges in Pasadena because they're so evocatively creepy looking. So I um I kind of wrote the um, Ken story very deeply in the supernatural way into my character. So I think I'm going to do something with my long term aspiration with that. Maybe something mm-hmm. about um find out you know what the you know what the actual truth is about what happened with Ken that night. Cause I, I think my character truly already believes that there was something more than just, you know, mundane happenings. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I would like it. The, I would like the thing I'm trying to find the truth of is gravity Hill, which is a hill in um, Pasadena, according to the Pasadena tourism board website, where okay. apparently gravity, uh, according to local legend, gravity acts strangely. If you put your car in neutral, you will roll up the hill as opposed to down the hill. Some people think it's ghosts. Other people think it's uh, other people think it might be gravity acting in a strange way due to uh, blah 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 tests at at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you, Patrick, since your your parents are you know these sort of very rational atheistic types are they tied in with jpl in any way is one of them an engineer there or like i think so i think that that makes the most sense i I think that they they they, that that kind of person tends to have an engineering background in particular Mm -hmm. um i i think yeah i think that i think they're they're they're, they both work for jpl in some way or maybe one works for jpl um and the other is uh maybe heavily involved in local activism to you know remove prayer in school that sort of thing (laughs) right right all right literally a rocket scientist for a parent (laughs) i i you know i yeah i'm interested in the idea of like expectations but also like you know the when when people who have strong motives well i've been watching the john adams miniseries and one thing that comes up a lot is how how he his you know his beliefs and and what convictions that made him a great founding father made him a terrible father father (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so often the case you know <laughs> uh, i mean there's there's a whole great story that i don't want to get too deep into about how ben franklin basically disowned his son because his son joined the the british and never spoke to him afterwards it's actually right. very sad it's actually very sad it is yeah i know that story all right and of course you know with these aspirations i mean it's like you don't have to come up with all three of them right now you know if you want to leave some blank as you move through that's fine as well. Um, but is there anything we want to cover 
on the aspirations before we move on to anchors. So because unseen sense dictates that that I need to pick what it rocks off of, but then further on says, if you were the storyteller prefers, you may keep the details of how this merit will work from, uh, Will work for your character for you to discover during play mm-hmm. if it if it won't be too much extra burden i think that'd be mo- both interesting and would lead into a natural aspiration of i already know something's giving me the heebie-jeebies i gotta figure out what it is yeah because like I'm ah, all for that. yeah it also lets me not have to worry about being like oh hey this is the thing that like I don't want to pick unseen sense vampires and then have it be like, yeah, we're not touching vampires at all this game, actually. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, to be fair, uh, right. I'm looking at the text box right here on the, in the Hunter the Vigil book. And it, it does say I should clue you in. Uh, so, um, you know, one of the things I really like about Chronicles as opposed to, you know, older editions, which I also like for other reasons uh, I really like how Chronicles like leaves things very wide open for me as a storyteller to kind of like create my own version of different supernatural or, you know, just mortal uh, evil, you know. And um, that being said, I am anticipating this Chronicle to deal with vampires, to deal with slashers, and those would kind of be the 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 primary you know, sort of antagonists that we're looking at, but you know, maybe some werewolves just thrown in for good measure. You know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. You know, but uh, but I'm going to mix it up. Gonna mix and match. Yeah, exactly. We could be ghosts at a Halloween party, absolutely. So, but yeah, I'll be I'll be mixing and matching. But that's that's kind of the the vibe that I'm going for. You know, predators. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I think then. Knowing that it's vaguely going to probably be in that direction, but leaving it as a vagary until I discover it in game is the more interesting route to me. I'm okay. Uh, if you're okay. Okay, dude, yeah. dope. Totally. All right. Anything else? Or should we do anchors now? Uh, what's for a merit cap again as immortal? Is it seven or ten? I believe it's seven. Um, I'll just double check on that. All right. So for anchors, uh, of course, we have your virtue and we have your vice. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, there's a third one for hunter characters. And that is your touchstone. Your touchstone is someone whom you feel safe around, but isn't a hunter. This character is someone whom your character trusts, reminds you what you're fighting for, and helps keep you grounded. Every hunter starts the game with one touchstone. And so what the way that is implemented is that they have these categories and, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of archetypes, right? So, yeah, so they're general categories and then you would kind of just, you know, figure out, uh, you know, what that means to you. They don't necessarily have to be living people even. Uh, for instance, there's one called the one you couldn't save. And it's somebody somebody who died and you still feel very close to them, you know, and sort of, you know, it says like you visit their grave on a regular basis, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, there they are. So blissfully unaware. 
obviously some of these are better you know for uh, characters in your age group than others but like the child for example um could be someone you babysit for or a younger sibling or whatever confessional would be like if you literally go to see a priest for confession or maybe you're in therapy or well no the therapist is there never mind uh but um this is somebody that you would go to to sort of unburden your your soul um in on it that's somebody who's like in the system so like they say a, a, a cop or a member of the local underworld um who doesn't want to get involved but um kind of understands what you're sacrificing so obviously that's a little more oriented towards like established hunters nosy neighbor um pretty self-explanatory the one you couldn't save just mentioned the one you saved this is someone who uh, was a monster's victim and you saved them from the jaws of death or worse um you know and again you know these are very open-ended so it's like you know define monster what does monster mean right um part-time lover um so you know so somebody who's never going to ask you questions basically uh even if you're showing up with like you know fight club style you know bruises and broken bones with no explanation they're just going to be like it's fine uh you know let's just go party and make out um the regulars that would be like if you have a place that you go to regularly comic book store maybe or whatever you know uh after school sports and these are just the people who are always there um the rookie uh you know is someone who is kind of like inexperienced but um it's going to kind of almost like a sidekick, right? You know, there's going to be like, Oh, you're so cool. You know, um, separated now explicitly it's, you know, Oh, she couldn't bring herself to sign the divorce papers. So I don't know, you know, if you could twit, you know, kind of turn that to be a teenage thing. I have no idea. Um, the therapist, uh, also self-explanatory. And then your rock is, yeah, that could be like sister, best friend, mentor, teacher, obviously, somebody who is going to support you no matter what. Um, and you're sort of trying to protect them from getting pulled into this world along with you. I like the idea of the regulars. I, I just looked up um, this up and Magic the Gathering was uh, created in 1993, the year before we played and uh, kind of drawing on my own uh, childhood. I think it might be fun to have a, a regular a, a regular group that actually plays this this new Magic the Gathering game that just came out um, in one of Pasadena in, in games in Game Empire one of Pasadena's many fine gaming stores. Indeed, love it. I think it's. I also think it's probably a mix of teenagers and actual older and, and older like people in their twenties. So that there is a bit of a oh. Oh, cool older people. Oh, cool older people who are not my parents that I wish to emulate and and am looking for like guidance from. Yeah. Also, the dude who's like in his late thirties and claims he was ex special forces, and you know, but and yet still hangs out in a game store all the time. Uh, <laughs> all right. Any other touchstones or jumping out at people? I'm thinking it's going to be my my father. Um, I've decided he's a uh, English professor at uh, Pasadena City College, and um, you know he's sort of like mom's the the one who's always asking me when I'm going to grow up and do things properly, and you know 
be an adult and dad's the one who I can be myself with. You're muted, Ali. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I think I kind of <laughs> like the therapist. Um, my only concern is that um, interaction with it is like a very singular scene kind of, you mm. know, usually. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my concern is I don't, uh, um, I could go with the nosy neighbor. I think that sounds fun. <laughs> yep. It sounds pretty fun. You know, like always asking about, you know, uh, when's the next game, you know, just involved in everything. Um, and probably pretty good friends with uh, with my character, who I think is named Ned at this point. Ned. Cool. And Nico? I like the idea of doing confessional. I like the idea, especially because I took, so I took the mentor merit and I like the idea of the mentor and the touchstone being two separate people, having maybe a mentor in the church that definitely is guiding on that vaguely hunter path and then a different person in that church mm. who who he's connected with in some way that is that anchor for him. Yeah. Love that. All right. And how about virtues and vices with it? Everyone, has everyone picked out theirs yet? I have. What do you got? Uh, good. Okay. Um, uh, for virtue, I picked generous. I think he he's kind of the kind of person who, who just likes helping people. I think that's maybe something that he did pick up from his his parents that he's actually kind of proud of and and connects to is that they themselves are also very generous people in their own way. Hmm. Um, I think he often does it without necessarily drawing attention to the fact that he's doing it. Like he's he'll he might overhear you say something and then he'll he'll, he'll quietly arrange for it to be taken care of. I think his vice is a little pes is that he's a little pessimistic. I think his upbringing has kind of pushed him into maybe like a little like I said he's he's trying to figure out what the hell he believes in. And so there's a bit of like nihilism in there like there there's that like a if if you know, the danger of believing in nothing is that like you may believe in nothing <laughs> and, right. and and he's scared that there isn't any and the idea that there isn't anything kind of scares him a little bit nice so generous and pessimistic gotcha i should also add a his name is nicholas graves Nicholas Graves. All right. He tries to get people to call him by his last name because he thinks it sounds cooler, but literally <laughs> nobody does that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so they just call him Nick. So it's just Nicholas or Nick. Right. <laughs> call me Graves. No. <laughs> it's the most 17-year-old thing I could possibly think of. Love that. <laughs> Um, so for me, uh, on virtue, I was, I'm kind of torn between one of these three. I think I'm leaning. So loyal, optimistic, or honest. Um, uh, I think he's very forthright. Sorry for the cars revving in the background, but, um, <laughs> I think he's very forthright. He's very, um, you know, he thinks things will work out if he tries hard enough, you know, um, and that's the frustration of him sort of failing at the big moment every time, you know. Um, but he, but he's optimistic. He doesn't. He hasn't given up. He's he's going to fix it. I think I, put, I chose for one of his aspirations is to kind of redeem his reputation. It's sort of a big win somehow, mm. you know. Um, mm. 
so I think I'm leaning toward optimistic. Um, as advice, I put show off, um, which I know, you know, I think you get the vibe of what I'm going for with that. Um, yeah. In parentheses, I put vainglorious, but I think show off is really the vibe I'm going for. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's it. Yeah, I just a touchstone. That's optimistic show off. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I worry about show off since I took um, the ego boost merit, whether okay. that's doubling up a little, but I think it works well together. So. Okay, cool. All right. Andrew or Nico? Go ahead, Nico. I grabbed virtue loyal um, because I think. And that plays in a little bit to one of the aspirations, which is trying to reconnect with Ken in a meaningful way. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything to shoot a like one of those text messages that takes five years because you've got to push the key four times to get the letter you want. But like <laughs> actually talking to him and reconnecting in a way that is like, oh, we're friends again. Right. And part of that is because he is fiercely loyal to the crew that he's that he's part of. But also uh, I picked Vice Deceitful because he is kind of lying to everyone around him all the time, um, mm. both in his attitude and also like he's constantly having to hide shit from his parents because he knows that they wouldn't approve. And he's constantly juggling expectations in a way that does sort of hit that that deceitful mark, I think. Yeah. Nice. So my characters are evolving a bit as this goes on. Um, and mm -hmm. I think... Uh, I'm actually kind of adjusting my concept. I'm not going to the closet witch anymore. Instead, I'm going to do witchy bookworm. I think that the uh, I'm increasingly like this idea that she's actually someone who is pretty blunt and you know uh, kind of acts out a little bit at times. So I think for my advice, I want to do impulsive. Um, that you know she tends to get um, fired up and just goes for something. Um, yeah. So I. Um, so I'd like that for my vice for my virtue. I'm still kind of debating on a couple of items. Um, I, I do want to do something that I keep lending like on, you know, kind of bold or driven or confident, but that's just a little too similar to impulsive. So if it's okay, I'm going to come back on that with you. Just want to kind of let it play out a little longer. Of course. Yeah. No problem. Cool. All righty. So I'm guessing y'all have figured out where all those dots are going <laughs> already, but uh, yeah, they really, so really quick. They you know. do, they do, yes. And I and I took some away from you, even with the I saw. I was, I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> hey, at least it's like with the teenagers, you only lose two dots. I guess if we're doing a kids' chronicle, it'd be like five it's dots for your primary. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> weirdly though that it, it doesn't reduce you you never reduce your attributes so if you're playing a seven-year-old you get the you get the standard, have uh, intelligence uh, five if you want right i mean yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in instance as i recall it, it's it's also um adjusted <laughs> like you literally can't find a an adult that's in true instance. yeah it's relative it's all relative yeah yeah all right so um yeah i mean we don't have to go through every single thing but if you know Anyone wants to just kind of highlight, you know, uh, what you made primary or, you know, skill specialties or skills that you particularly are interested in, you know, utilizing in the Chronicle. 
please feel free. I oh you go ahead, Patrick. No, no, you know you go ahead. I went ahead first last time. All right, fair enough. Um, I went with um, he has high socialized and high empathy. Um, I think of him as not um, being very big, um, mm-hmm. and not even really being you know particular. I mean, he you know his stats are, are good, but I mean, not being exceptional um, athletic. In, in the athletics department, um, but being um, very good at knowing what the team needs, you know, um, and, and being a, a sort of a real team player. So I, I do have athletics at three um, mm-hmm. with a running specialty, um, but his stamina is, is you know, his um, is average and his strength is average. Um, um, he's, he, he runs for the ball. He gets where it needs to be, you know, where he needs to be. Um, and um, I initially took superstitions in a cult as a second specialty but you know with um I, I was thinking he has all these game rituals like this is what you know this is what i have to do first and you know oh you can't sleep you know i have to wake up on the right side of the bed i have to make sure you know i do everything right so that i succeed but i think with all the witchy stuff going on uh maybe that you know area is covered and maybe mm-hmm. i should uh you know kind of lean away from that so i'm thinking on a second specialty okay. um probably social um yeah yeah i was about to say obviously um computer um although i don't have necessarily a, a specialty pick for that I, I am making computer my highest um skill yeah. okay. i i do think actually and if i i think this might help connect um Nick to to uh, a use character into Ken. Um, I think he may have been on the soccer team too, actually, as the goalie. Um, mm-hmm. And so his dexterity is is the highest of his of his physical attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I kind of picked the goalie because of of the soccer team. The goalie is kind of the most not part of the team, if that makes sense. Like the goalie is very important, but the goalie also just sort of sits in the box and depending on how well the game is going, might have just like a lot of time. I kind of see, see him as someone who's like, who just sort of like sits there in his own head, doesn't always know how to, he's not completely socially inept. He's just, you know, he, he's just sort of like, he, he kind of gets, he can get lost in his own head. I've got, I give him a low composure. So yeah, I, I made him the goalie. I think nice. he, that would make sense. Goalie. Also, I see here that hacking is a suggested specialty for computers, so you could totally go with that if you want. I, I wasn't sure about that because having specialty in hacking computers feels a bit like having specialty guns in firearms. I know, right? <laughs> I like, I, I'm really not sure what the hell we'd all be rolling computers except if I'm hacking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Roll computers I, to create your own text-based adventure game, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it seems, seems not very likely. Right. Uh, I, I, I one specialty I did give myself is computer repair for crafts, because I don't think okay. he's particularly crafty, but I do think he knows how to like fix. You know, if, when the when the thing starts making weird noises, he knows how to get out of the solder gun and and actually repair his repair the computer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, cool. Anybody else want to highlight anything about their characters? Andrew, are you? 
feeling good with uh, where your dots are going at the moment or moving them around? Yeah. So I'm, I went primary mental for attributes, but I'm going to do primary social for skills. Oh, I feel okay. like she sort of occupies the space of being both a mental <laughs> and a social character. She's just not like the life of the party kind of social. She's someone who, you know, when she wants to deal with people, she, she's very good at being, you know, getting people to listen to her. Um, but mm-hmm. I, and at reading people. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of playing with that, that right now. I'm definitely going to give her high in academics because of her background with her father being an English professor, her being someone who reads a lot of books. So I'm going to put um, three dots in academics. Is there a max at this level? I think I read some notes someplace that uh, children are capped at a certain level. I think for teens, three dots is fine. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's really all I would share at this point. Okay. And Nico, anything you want to highlight particularly? Most of what I grabbed for him is going to be decently what you would expect from someone who is a high social character, who is kind of the class, the like kind of the, the party person, um, with the exception of the specializations, rather than focusing in on the social element, I kind of leaned into the subterfuge element. So I grabbed um, stealing one of the investigation recommended specialties. I stole body language for empathy instead because he uses it less like a, I'm going to read you and more like a, is everything hitting the way I want it to? Is that, are the jokes landing? Um, <laughs> and then subterfuge, I just straight up pulled hiding emotion out of the book because I was like, oh yes, that, that is the one that I want. Um, but yeah, he's decently high empathy, decently high subterfuge, decent socialized. He has expression. I don't know that he has an art form, so it's not like expression dance or something, but like mm-hmm. generally he can, he's decent at oration. So expression felt like an appropriate dot to put, even if I just threw one in there. Mm. So yeah. Nice. Would uh, goalieing be acceptable as an athletic specialty, i.e. like, it's it's just like he's better at anything that the goalie does, which is sort of like a weird catch-all, you know, yeah. combination of terms. Like it's not Goal, just goaltending or something. Goal yeah, it's, it's like you know anything yeah. that requires yeah. diving in, diving in or out of the way fast enough. Um, Secret service know, catching, service right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. catch a bullet for somebody. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I, I think I. Near done. I'm just picking up my merits. Yeah, obviously. I'm we'll trying to whittle mine down. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Um, and I'll just mention here the third thing that's hunter specific that is not going to have an immediate bearing, but I will just mention it. Normally, when you're making a hunter character, you choose um tactics that your cell already knows, and so th- this is a really cool part of of the hunter the Hill, i think Hill. i can't stop myself from saying that that's a very <laughs> common surname out here v-i-g-i-l uh-huh. Hill. and so i always say hunter the Hill because uh, <laughs> 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 i've trained myself to say Hill and not vigil um anyways so that's a really cool part about the game is that you can have these like tactics that you share and like one person takes the lead on the tactic and then the other people can do like supporting roles to help them. And they, there's mental, there's physical, uh, there are 
you know, like the physical ones, obviously, and social, of course, the physical ones, you know, are kind of what, what you would expect, like um, ones called lure, for example, so you can like set a trap and then lure the monster in um, or <laughs> this one controlled immolation uh, for setting monsters on fire without setting the rest of the room on fire, I guess. Um, but there's things like monster lore, profiling, um, you know, um, exposed as a social um, tactic. So what we're going to do is develop those tactics in gameplay as you get experience with going up against supernatural threats. And so what I'll probably do is just make a little PDF out of the tactics section and you know, link y'all to it. And then it can just be something you look through and get some ideas, you know, like, oh, I'd really love to do controlled immolation guys, you know, or whatever. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and then we can like maybe even work that into the game. So like you develop controlled immolation in this scene, you know, when you set that vampire on fire with your Molotov cocktail or whatever, you know? So, uh, but that we will not be choosing now, but just wanted to let you know that that's something to look forward to all right so as for merits the bread and butter of the character creation questions comments um, I'm, toying with, I'm, I'm toying with various different ideas um and there's one idea that i i used on an innocence game mm. many many years ago when the first innocence first came out um and I, I, i'm toying with revisiting um, it involves the guardian angel merit, and I, I, I don't know if, know if I want to do that because that's going to eat up four whole dots of merit, which is a lot. Um, yeah. But I, I just want to bounce this idea off you just to see if it's even something you'd be open to. One of the, um, one of the, two, there are two options for the guardian angel merit. Either there's like a, a vaguely defined presence that just sort of like makes you lucky. The other is that we we decide exactly what the presence is that protects your character. Um, it essentially kind of uh, tips the balance in your way. Um, and the idea that I had is that he, he implies that it might be a supernatural. So just, is it possible he's actually already caught the attention of an actual hunter organization via his, his BBSing? And that, like, they're not, he's a kid. They're not going to invite him in. He's a kid. They're not going to tell him anything that's going on. But, like, they're like, okay, this kid is about to go, might be about, to, hey, He's about to go somewhere he shouldn't be going. Could you yeah. get, could Steve, you live in the area, could you maybe <laughs> shadow him from a slight distance and, you know, save his ass in case he decides to pick, pick, a, pick a fist fight with a werewolf? That actually plays into something I was thinking about introducing, not specifically a hunter organization, but a mysterious benefactor who is going to be helping you out. So if we, if we want to mechanize that, I think that would be great because then that you'll be the sort of conduit through which that can, that I, can happen. I yeah. thought that might be a possibility. So I, that's the other reason I raised it as a, as something that you, that might help. All right. That's, that's players and storytellers working together. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I invite you to, um, to, to use, to, uh, I invite you to use that guardian angel as whatever benevolent organization you had in mind. Super benevolent, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> as benevolent as anything gets in these in this in That's this right. sort of thing <laughs> in this situation, yes, yeah. Um, and 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 again, per the merit, he has no idea that this ha is happening. Okay, yeah, of course. It, right. it, until such time as he, you know, does know. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, great. So I'm I'm dancing between uh, because I can't afford both. Uh, mm. The teamwork merit and the inspiring merit, um, mm, mm. Uh, which kind of fulfill the same function in my head for the character, um, mm. um, you know, sort of social glue kind of guy, you know, let's rally together sort of thing. Right, um, right. Uh, which do you think would be more? And help, <laughs> help me. If it helps, if yeah. it helps at all, Aliu, I was also looking at specifically inspiring. Mm. Okay. So if we wanted to tag team that, we could do, you could grab, Sure. We could, we yeah, could, I could go once you punch you it. Go, heck yeah. Mm -hmm. That does help. Thank you. E. Okay. And then yeah, how and high do you think I could, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say team player. I'm just looking at right now. That does seem to tie in with what you were talking about with your characters. Like they're yeah. not necessarily the most athletic person on the team, but they're the person who gets everyone else kind of working yeah. together. So yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. I, I was going to ask as well. Um, how high do you think I could get the allies merit for my teammates? Ooh, great question. Um, let's see here. Oh, and, and uh, just a reminder to folks, the resources merit does not exist. You would take odd job, I believe, for that if you wanted to yeah. have some uh, purchasing power. <laughs> um, there's odd job, and there's another one if you want it to be like, my parents have money. Yes, These that's right. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the difference being that deep pockets means you have to you have to explain to your parents where all that money went. Yes. Uh, okay. So let's see. We got one to three dots on allies, and um, yeah, I mean, gosh. So their example of a two dot ally would be children and youth services. Drama club would be a one dot ally. Hmm. Well, it would depend on on what organ like if you're like in a league, like if you're in little league or AYSO or whatever, that might be a higher dot. If it's just the local school sports team, I'd say that would be a one dot. Um, okay. So, question: This is maybe just um, I, I think of allies in second edition. Not dots and allies is just how much they're willing to do with you, and this is from first mm. edition. Does anyone know if that's Oh, that's, that's like true. an innocent. Is that an innocent specific rule that like your dots and allies represent how much they can do, or is that like a holdover from first edition? And I only ask that because I haven't played first edition anything in well yeah. over a decade, so I, um, I can't recall if that's that's a that's a first edition holdover or an innocent specific. That is a first edition holdover. I have the Hunter second edition book up. Um, one dot constitutes small favors and passing influence. It's one to five. And then they have it as one, three, and five dots as the examples. Uh, mm -hmm. One is small favors, passing influence. Three offers considerable influence, such as police overlooking a misdemeanor charge. Five dots stretches the limits of the organization's influence as its leaders put their own influence on the line for the character. Right. Okay, great. So it's basically you choose the organization and then it's however many dots indicates your pull essentially okay. with, that, with that group. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Makes sense. Cool, cool. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. Then I feel, I feel pretty settled. And then uh, is one dot of fame appropriate? Uh, yes. And so I was going to say, actually, this is LA. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who went to school with the guy who played Piggy in the Lord of the Flies, the sister of Will Wheaton, uh, somebody who was in Saved by the Bell, new class, and the members of the band Eve Six, 
It's completely, <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely appropriate that you might have a daughter too in fame, even in high school. All right. Uh, is anyone is anyone taking karate for kids? That's the main thing I want to know. <laughs> I'm <No>. tempted. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't I'm, take the merit, but I did take a dot and brawl. Just thinking that after what happened, my my parents probably wanted me to do a self defense class. Oh yeah, smart. I had a lot of friends in high school who did that. Girl, uh, female friends. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that was that was a becoming a big thing at the time too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Any other merits anyone wants to highlight, or I mean, we could just go through the the list. I guess you know. I mean, the I, other I, fighting style seems like it's just strictly for bullies, right? The playground dog pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it is a common uh, trope. I, I've I've noted several books that are high school books that literally say, "Yeah, no bully of card of gold" is such a common trope on these kinds of games. And you, you know, you look look. We all want to play Steve from Stranger Things. Yeah, that that really uh, popularized it. I think for yeah. sure. My my favorite thing about that is that he literally was not meant to be that. He was supposed to die in two episodes, but the actor yeah. just did such a good job. Yeah. That <laughs> they, they very wisely were like, oh, no, no, no. We, no, we got something good here. We're not wasting it. Got to keep this guy. <laughs> keep this guy around. Beautiful hair. So I've been playing with the idea of unseen presence, but I have been going back and forth between that danger sense, like how witchy is my wannabe witchy character? And mm. so since Nico's going to do Unseen Presence, I think that answers the question for me. So I'm going to give um, uh, give my character Danger Sense because she's very perceptive, but mm. she's actually not necessarily that, uh, you know, it's not like a supernatural sense. She doesn't happen to be fully aware of her surroundings. Um, I went with one dot of contacts, conspiracy theorists, because that just seems logical and rational. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with prize possession, his custom built com- he, he custom built his computer. Nice. Um and it just makes sense. And then I I couldn't resist it, so I gave him a one dot pet, which is a cat named Claudia Grant after the uh character from Robotech. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My wife's favorite character from that show, so oh cool. <laughs> Love you, sweetheart, if you're listening. <laughs> Um, so quick question for you david a storyteller question um i was thinking about taking a specialty for occult and divination since i mentioned sort of my entry point into the occult was going to be through uh tarot reading Mm -hmm. and then i was thinking about taking a prize possession for my tarot deck um is that something that would work as sort of a you know something i could use in the game to divine vague things helpful or not Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Get the get the equipment bonus on that for your divinations for sure. Great. And then uh I'm also gonna do one dot merit and mentor and have it be um sort of a new AG chat room. That's okay. Um yeah. a place where she can you know kind of pose new AG questions to anonymous people and get answers. Um, and then I was also going to do, um, uh, I grew up in a bilingual household, so I'm going to do language Spanish. Um, yes. And I'm going to give her two dots and tough. I, I see her as being this character that when push comes to shove, she is just tough as nails and enduring whatever's going on. Great. 
And I, th I think I settled on um, uh, the teamwork merit, uh, the fleet mm -hmm. of foot merit, um, allies, the boys, which is about the team, um, uh, a dot of fame, and a single dot of karate for kids. Um, nice. Like, Thank you. Just quick, you know? <laughs> Um, so, so what is the fame? Where is that coming from? He was in a commercial, um, mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, not, nothing huge, but, you know, met him with a certain amount of, um, uh, uh, fame, what the commercial was, I'm going back and forth and maybe even let's say one, let's say one, well, a couple, but one that people know. Um, and it could be sport related. It could not be. Um, I'll, I'll ruminate. I'll, I'm going to give you a yeah. link. There's an actual Wikipedia for products introduced in 1994. So maybe, Great, it's, maybe be... it's a new product that was. Heck yeah. That'd be super useful. it. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of awful juice drink from a plastic bottle. <laughs> hype hype, literally hype energy drinks is on the list. There you go. Oh, you're, wow. Yeah. You're that kid in the Crossfire commercial who goes, to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Virgin Cola. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Super Game Boy. If you were in a Game Boy commercial, PlayStation. I would love to oh. be in a Game Boy commercial. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I also like hype energy drink. I think that's really cool. I yeah. think that's Especially if you're an athlete, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what their, what their target demo was. I know they're a little loose on... Uh, childhood protection at the time um, <laughs> yeah you're probably you're probably spotted by the you know casting director at a game and there's like you've right. got that athlete's look that i'm looking for you know <laughs> you've got a little trust fund now thanks to the money you made off of that okay all right and how about ari gregorian what are we looking at for ari um, I like the idea of inspiring. I especially like the idea of inspiring if he like, after the fact is like, I didn't believe a goddamn word I said, uh, but I'm glad y'all did. <laughs> um, we talked about Unseen Sense. Uh, I could do a two dot mentor, but instead, because of who I am as a person, I did one dot in mentor and one dot in language, um, specifically Armenian because he speaks it around the house, grew up, sure. speaks it at church. Um, I don't necessarily expect that to come up frequently, if at all, but I wanted it because it felt right for the character. And then the one dot of mentor being either a different uh, a different priest or just an older member of his church that has kind of taken him under under the wing and probably recognizes like, oh, this kid can has some sort of sense of the odd. And the mentor himself probably also knows a little bit about the supernatural, might be a full-fledged hunter who is kind of guiding Ari might not be, might just be like, oh, game sees game. High right. five. Right. Love it. All right. Well, it sounds like we've got four characters. Um, any questions or things you're still mulling over? Anything? I pick my virtue. I'm going to go with just because I think she gets uh, 
pretty amped up when she thinks things are unfair. Mm. Nice. That's a good one. Nico, I you may have mentioned this and I just didn't hear you. Uh, what is your character's religion? Uh, technically Christian, primarily Armenian Orthodox, because mm. it fits the best, um, especially if he's got two Armenian parents, as opposed to splitting it between various Orthodox churches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, and I, I asked because my characters, one of my characters' aspirations is to attend a public religious service of any kind, uh, because it's it's cool and rebellious, and I'm just mulling, mulling over interesting options, uh, and char- and option that other character attends is much more interesting than just sort of like randomly popping in on uh, some service that no one else is at, by just, definition. Just pop in just randomly, like, hello, I'm here. Yeah. I know no one, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. Just, just stop in, like, you know, at the local uh, synagogue, just stand awkwardly in the back, say nothing, and then leave. <laughs> Actually, he's 17. That's exactly what you would do. I was say, <laughs> hell, I did that at my church, and I attended there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that would be that for character creation. Um, Obviously, equipment is the sort of thing that we can just sort of, you know, address on the fly. Uh, Narratively, I'm not really one for detailed equipment lists. If there's anything, you know, a couple of you have your prized possessions, you know, got that, um, you know, and then anything that's kind of would you know, makes sense off of that, you know, like, so for Nick, you know, having a, like you said, a soldering iron, like having a electronics kit would make sense, you know, um, just feel free to, yeah, just drop in whatever is appropriate. Rocket uh, launcher. Rocket launcher. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Ned would have a baseball bat naturally, that kind of thing. So but yeah, um, other than that, sounds good to me. Um, so we'll discuss boring scheduling things off mic, but is there anything else uh, anyone wants to cover before we wrap it up? We're good. Good. All right. All right, guys. Well, we will. Um, yeah, we'll do session one. We will be kicking it off, as you may have inferred from the handouts at a Halloween party. So you can start thinking about what kind of costume, if any, your character would wear. And um, yeah, what what kind of shenanigans you would get up to uh, at a house party. Uh, but yeah, that'll be how we kick it off. And I guess until then, we'll wrap it up.